The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends, it's David Satella with another episode of PPC Rockstars with a special end-of-summer edition. Some of you are going back to school. I wish I was. And uh, to commemorate the end of the summer where things are cooling off up north, I'm happy to have one of my favorite Canadians, uh, actually one of my favorite PPC experts, Andrew Goodman with me. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, David. Great to have you back. And uh, we are going to discuss the topic of keywords and their role in PPC campaigns, which may be changing and may be changing uh, dramatically. And uh, the reason that I started thinking about this topic is that Andrew has written some great uh, articles on it recently in his blog and in Search Engine Land. And I've got links to uh, both of those articles on the PPC Rockstars page on the Clicks Marketing blog, which is clicksmarketing.com slash blog, and that's C-L-I-X marketing.com slash blog. So um, th- those articles were uh, very thought-provoking and actually have, have changed uh, my attitude and, and my company's attitude towards uh, keywords and their role in PPC campaigns. And then uh, Nick Fox uh, gave a, a really interesting keynote address at the SES conference just a couple weeks ago in, uh, where were we, Andrew? San Jose? San Jose. Yeah, so, remember um, that flight you took, and then when we drove around randomly in that town, it's called San Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was random. Is Mona still mad at you? Andrew, could you start us off by giving us a summary of uh, Nick Fox's keynote? And, and this is for those of you who are not uh, at, at a computer right now. If you are near a computer, go to the PPC Rockstars page on the Clicks Marketing blog, and you'll see a link to a recording of, the, of that keynote. But for those of you who can't get that, get to that right now, uh, Andrew, could you just uh, give us an overview of what Nick described? Um, I'd be, I'd be uh, delighted, David. Uh, and uh, thanks, by the way, for explaining what uh, motivated the, the 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 session today on keywords, including an article that I wrote. I wasn't uh, aware uh, that uh, you know of all the detail there, and and just so folks uh, know that uh, I guess one of them was called PPC Man Drowning Too Many Keywords. Yep. Uh, and I do remember writing that article in a kind of a, uh, and it's actually quite quickly compared to many articles, um, and it just seemed like it, just a knee-jerk reaction to the, the keyword uh, obsession that we sometimes see uh, in accounts, uh, And but we'll get back to that. Um, so who is Nick Fox, first of all, uh, for folks who you know sort of know who he is but don't entirely know who he is? Well, Nick's been with Google for some time. He uh, His bio gets bigger as... As people wake up to who he is, uh, the New York Times had a piece on him about two months ago. Um, he's 29 or 30 years old now, and he's been with Google for five plus years. So you, you do the math. Um, uh, and he's uh, a sweet guy. But uh, in my kind of warm up to SES, 
I posted the names of five people who would be the most controversial people uh, to speak at SES for newcomers to uh, make sure to seek them out. Um, and, you know, it may not be a surprise to hear that someone like Sherry Thoreau is uh, controversial uh, or, or that Mike Green uh, is controversial in some ways. Uh, but someone like Nick Fox is quite soft-spoken, but he's pretty much overseen the entire algorithm for paid search at Google uh, and, and, and really is one of the you know, handful, uh, other than the, the, the CEOs, one of a handful of people who really drives it forward from a, a policy perspective, from a, uh, a user testing perspective. And as we found out from the New York Times article, um, he is actually an integral part of a small group of people they call internally the revenue team. <laughs> so uh, all of the speculation that, you know, a lot of Google's algorithmic tweaking has to do with maximizing Google's revenue, well, it's really no longer speculation. We do know that it's about the user experience and Google's long-term survival, but it's about money, too. <laughs> they call it the revenue team. Uh, so his keynote was, uh, in a way, uh, intended to announce uh, that Google was was going to be less evolutionary and more radical in how they rolled out new advertising products. And that's really the bottom line, is that if you see a certain format, if you see the flat text formats, uh, you know that it's priced in a certain way. Um, all this is on the table now. Google is stepping back to uh, listen to what bigger advertisers, I think, largely have to say, maybe special groups like local advertisers who have trouble uh, using the platform and saying, like, ask us for what kind of ad formats you want. We may not any longer be as as uh, sort of dogmatic or, or strict in saying, we can't do it, we can't do it, because the user will hate it. They're, they're going to experiment with a lot of things. So two key takeaways for me would be, other than the broad one, that is to say Google is opening this thing up and get ready for some big changes. Um, on the small local business front, uh, it looks like, you know, over the years, uh, small businesses have had trouble taking their, you know, traditional method of buying local media, which is to get a call from the Yellow Pages rep every year, t decide on a format, renew with them, and, and kind of let the service department of Yellow Pages take, take, take it from there. Um, and to, to then log into AdWords and go through all of these moving parts and try to create an account for $50 a month spend, uh, has just uh, the proportions have been off. Uh, the, it's not something a lot of small local businesses want to do. Google is basically saying that they w may change the way that that buy happens. When they tried to do that before, they had something called a starter edition of AdWords, mm -hmm. and it didn't solve the problem. It was uh, you know they took away a lot of features that you and I see, and you know you, you buy in a simpler way, uh, but it was still not friendly. Um, so they've discontinued starter edition actually, or they're they're working on a change to that, but essentially discontinues it. Uh, so in the future, Nick is saying, um, you know, at a high theoretical level, uh, the local business would just come to you with their parameters and say, you know, here's what I'm all about. I need a service department to help me make the buy, and that's the end of the call, and that's, that's kind of how, how it would go. Uh, and, you know, point B is simply that, um, and we're already seeing, uh, but basically Nick described the, the new direction in being willing, even if, even in... Google search results, even in the flat text area, to bring up new ad formats that are quite graphical in nature. Um, so you can look today at two kinds of, uh, or at least two kinds of uh, formats that are being piloted right now. Uh, one is video, uh, movie trailers. So you'll see a premium position ad 
uh, with a little plus sign that uh, is not yet graphical, but for a user who wants to see more on that uh, subject for the movie, uh, it'll quickly drop down and play right on the page, the movie trailer. Uh, and the second format is a product list expansion. So again, you click that little plus sign, looks quite inobtrusive at first, um, but from there, down come you know three iPods or uh, you know three tripods or uh, uh, <laughs> or three iPhones or or whatever it might be. Um, so that that in a nutshell is uh, is what Nick is introducing to the uh, to the advertising community. Okay, and and it's fascinating. I mean, uh, they've also uh, I'm looking at a. Uh, forum that was set up subsequent to that keynote called the SES Keynote Feedback Forum, where um, Nick seems to be um, opening up the, the floor for suggestions and questions about this, uh, uh, or I should say, these new directions that he's he's uh, talking about. And they're not really directions, they're really ideas at this point. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think that they're hoping a lot of um, input comes from the advertiser community, um, and it's, uh, you know, just it remains to be seen. Um, it, it may be simply a broad notion of rebalancing in that uh, b- before, I mean, and, and I tried to explain this to people in my books, and it wasn't meant to be uh, anti-Google. It was meant to explain to people how it was, and that was this. Google took a stance that said every time they got a call or a letter, if we have letters anymore, uh, or a comment from an advertiser asking for something, they would say, well, it just doesn't matter. We run this program, and it, it works for you because we ignore you. <laughs> we, we go back to the users and, and measure what they think of the search page. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? If Google had kept up with that stance, we would have all adjusted to it, right? We are adjusting to it. We understand what, what it means. Um, it seems like someone either feels that that was too harsh uh, or it's simply there are the revenue opportunities that are being left unexplored. And, you know, from a, I guess, a kind of a, a cynical perspective from, from those of us who, who really uh, are uh, evangelists for the uh, sort of surprising power of these boring text ads and the auction that, that runs them, there are big companies who have always overpaid for offline media, in our view, right? Big companies sure. that have always been in a hurry and overpaid for display and, and um, alternative formats, multimedia formats. Maybe Google is basically saying, you know, all these companies keep calling us, and they want this stuff, and they want to write us a, a really big check, and we're tired of turning the money down. Well, I suspect, uh, as, as you and I have discussed as recently as last Thursday, that, uh, you know, Google's a big company. We've got different factions and people with different opinions, and there certainly are those that say, hey, we shouldn't be ignoring uh you know, intelligent suggestions from smart advertisers, and then others that say we're probably leaving some money on the table if we don't listen to them. So it's probably a combination. But let, let's let's um, let's dig down into Nick's remarks that are related specifically to keywords, or that seem to be. Um, when I heard about, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to attend the con- uh, the uh, session. But when I heard about it, I was reminded of other comments I've heard from other Google people, including privately where they said, we foresee a time when uh, the advertiser simply comes to us, explains their business, what they're selling, who their target audience is, and Google takes care of the rest, uh, essentially saying, uh, advertiser, tell us uh, what you sell, basically what I just said, plus your target CPA or your maximum CPA, your maximum cost per conversion, and we'll just deliver you as many 
conversions as we can at or below your max. Um, so, did in your view, did did Nick's uh, comments point in that direction, or did did he was he saying something different that relates to keywords? No, that is exactly what he was saying. Now, what the uh, implications are of that are still in question, right? Because it, you wouldn't want to leap to the conclusion that they're going to take away uh, something that's you know platforms and and auction techniques and um, campaign methods that are that are spread across you know a million advertisers currently and and so on. Um, but but certainly as a as a way of serving a segment of their audience. Um, that, that's exactly what he was saying. And if you step back to uh, look at it, you know, at a level of abstraction, which is the point of this, right? It's to get away from the fact that we have this keyword system and the fact that it was used in a certain way is, is just a tactic. It's, it's, it's not in and of itself the goal. <laughs> right, right. So, very, very good. Uh, so uh, you know, as a user or as an advertiser today, the experience is just kind of, Really, um, it, it doesn't meet our needs very, very much of the time, to be honest. Right? That, that, that this way of mediating those needs is leaving this kind of patchwork of of, uh, of unturned stones and and unexecuted experiments and and so on and so on and so on. So, like, if I had a, if I have a goal as a as a searcher, and and I want something as simple as car detailing West End, good luck, right? Finding the local advertisers that have been smart enough to get on the system and 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 put that in in front of me when I because West End is kind of an odd uh, from a keyword standpoint you know on a neighborhood an area a general zone of my large city uh, and, and but that is a very uh, uh, intuitive query that is what I want I definitely want car detailing and I want it to be in this half of the city and beyond that I just want a, a list. I want ratings, I want an ad, I want anything at all. And what I'm getting instead is an uneven um, or, uh, or possibly completely inaccurate um, set of advertisers, you know, looking at keywords and bidding on things. And I might get a card detailing uh, guide or book. I might get uh, a card detailing from the wrong city. And who knows what I'm going to get, right? Right. Um, so really that's a... That's a, a, a it's a phenomenon that is due to the fact that uh, imagining keywords, putting them in the right ad groups, matching them with the right ad, uh, is just beyond the skill set of, uh, of a lot of advertisers, and maybe always will be. So uh, for, for that uh, kind of application, the world that Nick uh, is, is alluding to might be perfect. Uh, and I, I wrote about this when I wrote a couple of columns about uh, Conversion Optimizer in Search Engine Watch and basically said, okay, well, search, uh, Conversion Optimizer is free bid management, automated bid management that's built into everybody's uh, AdWords account. And furthermore, we did some experiments with, with going crazy with keywords. We turned on automatic match. We bid on uh, one-word broad match keywords. And son of a gun, the, the uh, number of conversions went up and the cost per conversion stayed the same, which leads me to believe that in the background, Conversion Optimizer is not only managing bids very efficiently, but maybe it's creating you know the equivalent of negative keywords for the ad groups, which points to yeah, in the direction you're, you're of absolutely exactly right what you said, it's, which it's, is... It's, you know, effectively, it is kind of doing that, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be. 
Otherwise, it would run away with spend, and the CPA would be, uh, you know, eventually the, the number of conversions could actually come down, but that's not what we saw. Now, I don't, I don't believe myself that, um, you know, this is the way the whole world is going anytime soon because, uh, as, as you just pointed out, um, you know, advertisers will still want, and, and certainly agencies like ours will certainly want, uh, you know, all the levers they can push to optimize campaigns to try to get more and more uh, low-cost conversions. Uh, plus, there are all sorts of thorny issues like how do you level a playing field where you've got 14 competitors and they're all, uh, they're all targeting the same kind of customers. Yep. So all of, all of that is, is interesting, uh, but I want to get to, to the, um, the core of uh, the attitude about keywords that you described in your articles and that you and I have discussed. But first, we have to take a break for a few messages from really, really important advertisers. So everybody, please stay tuned. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Hey, affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Andrew Goodman. Andrew, uh, let's start talking about the article uh, that you referenced. I think there's more than one. We'll, we'll, we'll dig them out. But uh, the article that was Drowning in Keywords, I believe? PPC Man Drowning. Uh, I should look it up and, and look at it. But uh, <laughs> uh, it was a, a bit of a visceral reaction to uh, an account, I guess. Uh, but it, it then you know, leads to some serious points, mostly about the long tail and and the excessive hype on on building out keyword lists um, 
and, and so it gets us into the territory of what do you, what do you mean? Are you lazy? Are you, are you not aware of best practices and all these things? Well, of course not. As you know, David, you know, people like you and I have been doing this a long time. Uh, I was, you know, in 2002 and on coaching people in, you know, in a, the only handbook in the space that helped people find keywords using lateral thinking, using keyword research that later became more of a commodity, right? We now know that keyword research um, tools are, are a commodity, and some of them are better than others. You can go the extra mile. You can use uh, uh, SpyFu and get some extra words. Uh, and, and what most people need to know, of course, is that Google's own keyword tool is usually the best tool by far. It's just amazing with actual data on actual keywords and, and giving you good lateral suggestions, as you might expect Google uh, to do. Uh, but in terms of, uh, of keyword performance, there are just a number of things that, that happen. You have a very good ad group, and then someone goes ahead and adds um, all kinds of shots in the dark keywords. And so uh, as you manage this thing, yeah, you know what, you could theoretically ignore them all and, and so on and so forth. But as an account manager, it, it can be annoying. Um, you're, you're basically, you've got a handle on those first 50 keywords in that ad group, and then someone's gone ahead and put in another 400 <laughs> yes. Um, uh, so there are a few things wrong with that. Obviously, the uh, unwieldiness of it, trying to watch them uh, for actual performance is useless due to low volume. But even even more so now, I mean, Google has made this decision for us, too. That they've, they've concurred with the theory in, in a built-in way to the platform, right? If you go in and, uh, in the new interface now in any account, any low-volume keyword, anything below about uh, two searches a month, and that's not even clicks, but two or three impressions a month, will begin to be shown much less often by Google, and it's basically right. off the, the grid, and it says low-volume on the, um, uh, you know, next to the keyword in the account. Yes. Um, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's a you know, really that's big issue that I guess that article right was now. that I... Uh, I went ahead and just arbitrarily began deleting keywords I did not believe had enough volume, or when you see keywords that have the wrong intent, and and so you know people throwing things in there that um, shouldn't be in there at all. Because as you, again, as you get more experience, you get a sense for what customers are looking for. So uh, it can actually hurt the account. You know that click-through rate or, uh, or or user response will be very poor, um, and if you have a lot of them in there. They get low quality scores, and uh, low quality scores can, if if they're on enough keywords, probably slightly hurt the account. Although it shouldn't right. matter if they're low volume. Right. Well, personally, I, I, we're we're digging into that this week with our Google reps, and we've been talking to them uh, for the past few weeks uh, because I think personally, I think that that's a mistake. Uh, I think that the the intent behind uh, penalizing low volume keywords is partially valid. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, it potentially uh, eliminates uh, a lot of relevance, a lot of relevant uh, search results for, for users. I mean, if you think about it, the, even if the search volume is very low, if you present an ad that completely nails uh, the, the, the intent or desire of the searcher, uh, because, because the advertiser is bidding on the longer tail term, then what could be more relevant? And to uh, to slowly over time diminish the number of times that that uh, keyword triggers an ad just doesn't seem seems like backwards to me. What do you think of that? 
I, uh, I agree with your point. Uh, I, I 100% agree with, um, with, with how that works with a, with a conscientious advertiser who has, you know, and, and people bring up product numbers as an example, and there are probably quite a few other uh, interesting long-tail examples that are simply just Absolutely. extremely good targeting. And in B2B, that's a, something I don't know if Google's thought of because that's where you take uh, a typical retail scenario and chop it down by, you know, 99% in terms of volume, and now niche keywords inside of uh, that 1%, uh, you know, now you are looking at uh, one click a month that could be, uh, you know, someone, uh, my favorite example, you know, someone might buy your nuclear reactor and <laughs> could be quite a high-ticket uh, sale. Uh, the, the problem right. I think Google's probably grappling with is that the uh, 85% of advertisers who, who do this irresponsibly and flood their accounts with any word that, uh, that can be listed, push button, uh, you know, addition, buy a tool, Sim- simple one-click, one add them all, uh, means that uh, most advertisers are flooding their keywords with, um, so there's more ill intent uh, ads that potentially show up on the page than these laser-targeted ones. Now, I guess, I guess in the long run, that would sort itself out through quality score, and the good would rise to the top. But in the meantime, I guess Google is is sending a message that you're, you know, abusing our resources, you're slowing down our system, and so I guess they're taking steps to protect themselves and not not only on cost but probably on the speed of operation for um, right. users well you know I, that, that makes a lot of sense but I, I think that it, it shouldn't be uniformly applied to every advertiser and uh, you've given me some ideas for talking to Google about it because I mean basically there are advertisers that really know what they're doing and always do you know the, the right thing and don't bog down the servers and uh, you know their long tail keywords are affected uh, equally, uh, and as you just pointed out, when it's uh, uh, on specific terms like brand names and product names, uh, it's it's just ludicrous because it doesn't serve the the searcher well because they'll never see the or they'll rarely see the the uh, the most pertinent relevant ads, and it hurts the advertiser because those are, those should be their highest ROI keywords. So, okay, let, uh, let's get drilled down a little bit. I'm looking at your article right now, and, and as usual, uh, it's got some great lines in it. Um, passenger keywords. Uh, so, really, the point here is that, um, you know, I, I remember the first time my company built a one million keyword campaign. We were so proud. And, uh, you know, Fast, this was years ago, and fast forward to today, uh, we're actually building campaigns with far fewer keywords. Um, really just um, mirroring what you say here, which is that there is a point of diminishing returns. Is that, and you're basically saying that, right? You're saying that oh, absolutely. Keywords, keywords are important, but at past a certain point, it's not the highest leverage activity you should be engaging in. And that's basic. And then, and then beyond that, it's it's back to matching options and the fact that you already have those keywords or those phrases covered in your account, uh, right? So that the difference between me, you know, let's think of uh, an example in uh, education. I'm going to think about a bocce ball institute. <laughs> so uh, you know, bocce ball courses would be a core keyword for you. Bocce ball course info. Uh, might be a longer tail version, bocce ball, course, calendar, etc. Now, uh, I, the, I guess at, the, at a certain point, 
I, uh, I like to know as a business that bocce ball courses, broad match or phrase match, um, can, can, you know, return me a certain cost per lead uh, as, I, as a, you know, manager of this, uh, this uh, bocce ball college. Uh, I'm not sure I want to study or, or I'll get the answer ever as to the relative effectiveness of the four-word phrases that include the word info, uh, uh, calendar, uh, you know, decision-making, comparison, cost. And, and so, you know, maybe that's valuable info, um, but are we cutting it too fine? Are, are, we, um, are, are we trying to overstudy? You know, the idea of behavioral research in advertising uh, has always, you know, been on the increase. It's always improved over the years. Uh, and most of those folks in the offline world and in, in retail who, who use that information are using it on a much higher volume and a much bigger scale. Uh, we're not looking at one or two uh, conversions a year here to, to decide whether info is slightly better than recipe or course or comparison or calendar. Well, you know, we're... Uh... I, th- I think that uh, we're going to extend this conversation. Um, I, I, uh, one of the most influential presentations that I've ever seen was by Brad Geddes, and it was on a panel where he and I were presenting on the automated bid management panel at Chicago SES last uh, December. And, uh, you know, it was one of the first automated bid management panels that I've, I've witnessed that actually dug into some of the uh, important issues um, instead of just kind of flailing and saying, you know, they're, they're good and you should try one. Um, and Brad's point was, and he laid it out very nicely, was that uh, keyword bid management as an activity that takes time has much lower leverage than nine or ten other activities that PPC managers commonly engage in. And he, and he took us through, you know, calculations with, here's the, here's the upside potential of... Uh, testing and optimizing ads. Here's the upside potential for the same for landing pages, etc. And it really hit home the, the point that you're making and that I'm absolutely agreeing with, which is there's a diminishing return after a certain point where micromanaging big keyword lists uh, maybe giving you, is giving you some kind of incremental improvement, but it's, it's, it's dwarfed by the time you could be spending on other parts of the PVC management process. You see what I'm saying? Totally agree. Uh, absolutely, Brad's um, doing the math as Brad did, and on yeah. which which uh, which functions we perform uh, and rating them in terms of effectiveness uh, is exactly the way to go. I think. Yeah. Well, and maybe it'd be the... interesting to talk about negative keywords as part of this, <laughs> sure. And how 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 long a list someone should create there. I don't know. If oh you want yeah. To bring that up. Uh, yeah. Well, um, we've got to cut away it again for, for a, a commercial break. Uh, listeners, please stay with us and listen to these commercials because it's really good stuff. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. 
How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Saddle up with the Search Cowboys. Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the International Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Andrew Goodman. Andrew, uh, we could go on and on and on with this conversation, uh, and, and I think it's important stuff, so we've got to figure out how to uh, develop the conversation into uh, more messages that we can get out. But um, thanks for coming on the show, and... Uh, where will uh, listeners be able to see you speak next? I think they'll be able to see me in Norway. That's not a very good answer. Wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's at the Norwegian Search Conference uh, in, uh, in the middle of September. Uh, oh. From there, uh, I'm sure uh, we're looking way ahead. Uh, for most major events, we're probably looking way ahead to uh, SES Chicago. SES Chicago. How about SMX East? Well, that's a uh, potential schedule conflict there, uh, but okay. uh, hopefully I'll make it there. And, you know, other than that, uh, uh, I'm a, on the faculty of market motive and, and more and more um, uh, sort of seminar and, uh, and, uh, and video-type content that I'll be pumping out there. That sounds great. And uh, I, think, I think you probably started a stampede to the Norwegian Search Conference website, <laughs> uh, so... I hope What's your flight? It's not easy to get flights at this late date. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Chicago at the very least, and uh, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, David. Sure. And thank you, listeners. Uh, hang in there. Um, listen to this uh, episode again. I'm going to listen to it again. And uh, come on back next week. We've got another great guest for you on PPC Rockstars. Stars.